You passed your luck check. It's the Allergen Podcast. No, it's the No Class Podcast. With your hosts, Eddie. And Minnie. And Matt. So we'll have to vote one of the hosts off. I say me. All right. Fair enough. There you go. Minnie's just too cute to vote off the island. She's laying across the chair, back and see her little, her muzzle. She looks all sad and despondent. She's all alone. She's licking her lips. She's ready to win. <laughs> there you go. For the hunting night. And love it for sin. She's got a little paw out now. This is the excitement level of the cast today, exactly. folks. You can go ahead and turn this one off. <laughs> the pollen count is up, and the, those bad long con boys are down for the count almost. <laughs> yep. So, welcome to the yellow season. That's right. Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like pollen season. Anyway. It's not winter. It's not spring. Yeah. It's yellow. Yep. Cause it's like it's like break out the shorts. No wait, we're gonna have this one more dip. Like it got down to thirty nine last night, and I think the high for yesterday was maybe sixty again today. So it's still a little chilly, chilly. Well, I hope they've at least got beans in it. Oh, absolutely! I had some beans earlier, and I'm hoping to share that with you. Good, me too. I had a bean burrito. Excellent. There you go. So hopefully, this will be a power blast cast. Exactly. There'll be some fireworks. Well. We usually lead up talking about long con, and so we've got our long con spring, sort of a pseudo con, pseudo fed, uh, a games day. Yeah, we need some pseudo fed. Um, it's currently April 29th and 30th. The deal was if the 29th sold out, we do the 30th. If the 30th sells out, we'll do the 28th. As of right now, we've sold half of the Sunday tickets. I hope what? we'll sell more if for no other. Yeah, go look. I'm gonna press X for doubt. Oh, well. Okay, I'll go look. Yeah. Carry on. Okay, I will. Um, but anyway, but yeah, so far we've got some great games lined out for uh, Saturday. Uh, we've got, I've seen Dave uh, David Hubbard's put in some games. I've got a game in. Our old buddy Kirby's got one or two games in. And I know there's other ones. Uh, Adrian Compton, our very good friend, has already got two or three games lined out. And... Um, there's some in that some of it's fit. So we're going to have fifth edition for our fifth edition people that are, you know, hardcore current edition, you know, folks. So by, by all means get, you know, and even though we might've sold out tickets for Saturday, I feel like when we open up, uh, April 1st, that's when people, if those who listen to the podcast, you don't have to ask these questions anymore on Facebook. April 1st is when you'll be able at 9am, you'll be able to, pick your seat in these given games, I wonder if there'll be enough people having bought tickets because some of those tickets are people running games. There might be some open seats. We'll have to maybe at the door kind of thing or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out then. We'll see how that plays out. But we want to give first dibs, obviously, to people that bought tickets. So, unfortunately, it's not half. It's one short. Unfortunately, it's more than one. But I will say that it's a lot higher than I thought. Than you thought. Well, there you go. But, but it's it, not half, of course. So I am technically right. 
I like that technically. All right. Well, that's what our listeners want. They want the technical <laughs> correct answer, and they want me to be right. Well, the good news is, like I said, that there are still seats available, tickets for Sunday, and be aware, for those few of you that don't know, those sales are going to charity, which is something we love or to Sunday. do. Yeah, the Sunday tickets. The Saturday tickets are going to the store because we thank them so much for opening their doors to us. Um, Sunday tickets, you know, those are going to go to charity, all those sales. So there's somebody that even told me they bought a ticket, but they don't think they're going to come. But they, when they heard it was for a charity, they were like, well, I had to throw in. So I thought, wow, that's really awesome of them to do that. And if you want to throw into the charity, we can provide a link to that. So you don't even have to attend. But if you want to buy a badge and know that that money goes to them, that's cool too. Absolutely. Um, Children's Village. Yeah, Children's Village. Our buddy Matt Rogers is involved with them. And he had pointed out, you know, and we were like, heck yeah, we'd love to. Um, Anything else about Long Con Spring? No. So, I mean, if if we do sell out Sunday. No. I was going to say, it's kind of too late in the game now, right? Yeah. Okay. And I'm really heartbroken to hear that. But um, the, yeah, so it's going to be Saturday and Sunday. And I think that's more than enough because originally the idea was it's going to be like a games day, you know, but we'll see. All right. All right. You got anything else you want to say up front? Not that I can think of. Now it has been a bit, has it been, you think a month, more than a month since we've done our last one? Think, more than a month? I think that it was, was that best of, was that our last one? Yeah. That was on February 14th or something like that. So, so yeah, it's been probably yeah, it's been exactly a month exactly. Oh yeah. So congratulations. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a minute, but we've been, it's not like we've been idle. Well, yeah, somewhat idle, but anyway. We've been dealing with stuff. That's true. There, there have been things going on. Right on, right on. Pains and trees and allergies. Oh. and. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. The tree. I had a, uh, um, a storm recently that blew a huge living oak tree down in the front of my yard. So that was, that's been an ordeal. Fighting with insurance companies and whatnot. All snake. Yeah. Snake farm. Yeah, snake farm. Sounds kind of nasty. Snake farm pretty much is. All right. Um, so did we want to do the usual shtick? The sh- usual shtick? Like yeah. we're we're on some formula? This is just some formulaic crap that we push out? No. Come on now. No. Well, I will say the uh, little last thing here is yeah. the Twitch show. Ooh, the Twitch show. So we're just waiting on Matt to give us a date, and then we'll have another Twitch show on the Goodman Games Network. Are we sticking with Tuesday? That's our day usually. I don't care. Okay, cool. Whenever you say there's a day, we'll see. Because some days are busier than others. Yeah, I think yeah. this Friday is completely empty, and I'd be like, "Yeah, it's completely empty." Yeah, I, I'm sadly I'm I'm back to work this week. I know, um, but after that, and it's just it, I I love it's those times like we didn't put in for a Tuesday. There won't be one other show on. If we put in a Tuesday, it's like whoosh. Like there's two before you and three after you. And it's like ugh. It's like nice we could have one of those lone Tuesdays to ourselves. But anyway, because we need it. Well, I, it's we always have to cut it as it is. We always thought, man, what do we do with an hour? And then we're always going, oh, man, we still got more to say at the end. And they're like, well, you don't get the full hour. We got to cut you five minutes short because the intro to show X, ugh, you know, ugh, ugh. Anyway, that's how I feel about that. 
That's how I feel about that. Community building with your Goodman Games family. Come exactly. On, you love them all. Well, you know, not to brag, but I feel like what was it uh, back in the day? It's like, wow, that show's really popular. Let's pack these kind of janky shows around or something to bump their numbers up. I'm not saying we're that great lead-in show, but, you know, it often seems we pick a day and then, whoosh, you know. Things fill in around us. Around us. So I'm like, hmm. Hmm, that show needs a shot in the arm. Let them follow the those awesome guys from Longview. Anyway, just being humble here. All right. Speaking All right. of humble, we'll get to that, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. The usual shtick would take us to books and comic books. Books and comic books. Um, so last time I think I'd mentioned reading the great old Michael Moorcock book, The, the Jewel and the Skull. And now... Um, I'm reading the follow-up to that, which is like the God's amulet, but I've barely just opened the first few pages of that. Um, haven't really had much chance to really dig into that, but I'm excited. Michael Moorcock stuff is so good. When I was over at Second and Charles, I, I went to that section and found, because they go by author, a few of his books, I snatched them up. They were it's a good deal. I just, his writing is great. At least his old writing is great. It's kind of like... Uh, Aerolotus's artwork, his old stuff is awesome. Hmm. Not a big fan of the newer stuff. Moorcock, like he wrote some stuff in the, what, 90s? And I read it and I was like, no, no, mm -mm. nope. But it's kind of like uh, George Lucas. I mean, the original three Star Wars mm -hmm. movies were phenomenal. And then those three that were like, what, 10, 20 years later, he was a different person by then, different perspectives. I think that's why they weren't nearly as good. And really, at the time, we thought they were really bad until we saw the last three. And then we realized they really weren't that bad by comparison. But anyway. Oh, the are you talking about the, I don't know, the Anakin trilogy or whatever? Like the Phantom it, Menace and all yeah, that? Yeah, Phantom Menace and all that stuff, as bad as we thought that was, these last three, uh, P-U, you know. And those are George Lucas three. Exactly, you know. So, like I said, much as we poo-pooed on Lucas, you know, and like you've changed George, you know. Well, sure he has, you know, his life experiences and influences or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, you'd have to ask a real Star Wars fan, but I think in the beginning he had less control, and as he got more and more control, it got worse and worse. Yeah, and that's like they talk about, um, you know, the Firefly TV shows. People, oh, if only Joss Whedon had complete control. Going back and learning some of the lore I have behind the scenes, I think if he'd had more control, it wouldn't have been nearly as good. I think that little bit of the studio's control tempered. He had certain ideas that, oh, yeah, he thought they were brilliant, that not so much, you know. Anyway, I don't think it would have been nearly as beloved a TV show. Anyway. So that's what you've got for books. That's it for books, books and comic books. And for me, it's been so long in between. It's kind of like, what did I read? But I will say I'm reading the same old stuff that I was, the ongoing series. So I have no news to report on that except for I have still enjoyed them. Okay. TV, the television. Television. So sadly, I don't really watch a lot of television. <laughs> I just don't, man. There's not much worth watching these days. I've been watching reruns of old shows, so I mean, I'm if, just kind of on the rewatch kick. Yeah, if I am watching something, it's a rerun of something that's older, yeah. But so any good reruns that really have tickled your fancy? I don't know what little loop I've got in here, but I was watching MASH. You mentioned that last Then time. somehow I got back to Scrubs. Oh, well, yeah, I've got to watch scripts. I've seen that through the years, bits and pieces, and it seems like it would be good, funny, you know, 
Well, we know you're not a MASH fan. I don't know if we've stated that on the record here. We absolutely did. I, I know I got, you're an Alan Alda fan. Exactly. That's really what it's more about. Um, but anyway, uh, what was I going to say? But no, I actually got I got a little I got told about that. Like how how could you not like Mash? Good. And I'm like, well, I mean, as a kid, that's all there was on TV, and I did watch every damn one of them. But you know, going back now, it's like the farther it got into it, it got so maudlin and preachy and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, Heather seems like she's a big fan. Well, I think a everybody has fan. a certain nostalgia because that's from our childhood. But I think she's a big fan. She might be. I don't know. You know, even even a a, a correct clock is, you know, the battery runs down every now and again. Who knows, mm. you know? All right. I hope she's listening to this. Oh, she'll be listening. I'm going to hear about it. All right. Any other tele- television shows other than? Nah. How about some movies? Movies. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, the, the education of Miss Heather continues of old school stuff or whatever. If you're going to live in this nerd world, you got to be aware. And so we watch Monty Python's The Holy Grail. And I laugh because she goes, yeah, I've always seen like a, the little meme where it'll show the black knight with one arm cut off or one leg. And she was like, I don't get it. When that's like, now I get it. And I'm like, you're welcome. Um, the Holy Girl came out in 1975. Um, Elvis ordered a print of the movie and watched it 45 times at Graceland. I think he was a fan. Um, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, and Genesis all contributed to the movie's budget. Because it was this is very kind. I don't know. I want you to call it what guerrilla filmmaking, but I mean they did this sort of on a very small budget, and to be able to do it, uh, uh, the guys from Monty Python's, you know, reached out to. And those are all these great British bands of the era that were hot then, and they they threw in some money. <clears throat> the coconut bit was due to not having the budget for horses. Like I said, they didn't have a lot of money, but it's so very uh, quotable, like. Tis but a flesh wound and huge tracts of land. And she turned me into a newt. And, you know, the the French guys, their taunts, you know, um, the Knights of Knee, the Killer Rabbit, Tim the Enchanter, strange women lying in ponds. And, you know, let's not bicker and argue over who killed who. And, yeah, I've seen that on T-shirts and stuff. So just very quotable. He must be a king. Yeah, because he's not covered in crap. Um, and on a goof, I started to watch Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Beyond the Valley of the Dawn. And there's like the line, when I'm watching it, the guy goes, this is my happening and it freaks me out. Man. Yeah. And I was like, where have I heard that before? Austin Austin Powers, Powers. which was, you know, ripped from that movie. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. The same line Austin Powers used in one of his movies. Roger Ebert wrote that movie. Yeah, which is really trippy. Which is why it's easier to be a critic than it is to make your own crap. Exactly. And it's, well, I wish they made more of these critics write their own movie so they could get lambasted and learn, you know, because no, it's an awful, I will be honest with you, I was maybe halfway through it if even, and I was like, I can't watch this anymore. I turned it off, so I will be honest. But that was done like in the you know, mid-late 60s, so it's very that whole hippie mod, and it takes place in L.A., and yeah, ugh. It's, you know, and the guy who did it used to do all these tawdry movies or whatever that were like, borderline skin flicks or something you know and so it's just funny like this is who roger ebert teams up with or whatever but anyway um we watch fight club oh yeah and again because i thought that's just one of those ones from the 90s that's really kind of a classic and she said that had been in her list to watch uh chuck palyanek who wrote that he got the inspiration after he took an ass beating on a a camping trip he had complained to the people next to him camping about how loud the radio was, and they so beat, they the beat him down. Yeah, good. And when he went to work, 
and he had all these bruises. And he didn't talk about it. He, they didn't say anything to him about it, other than like, "How was your weekend?" That that's all they they never acknowledge or brought. And he, and so anyway, I won't go into it. But it's interesting that that was his inspiration for writing that movie. Now, don't you think if you went to work all beat up, they'd be like, "Yeah, what, what happened?" You'd yeah, be answering yeah. questions all weekend. Absolutely. But from what he said, that okay, I'll go into it. That he felt like his fellow employees wherever he worked didn't give a crap about him and to ask about it would be to learn even that little bit about him on a personal level they just didn't care to so you're like wow you know that's pretty cool yeah but uh anyway yeah and then so this movie grew out of that uh he is quoted as saying he likes he feels the movie did a better job like his book's good but the movie's even he said the movie's better so anyway so i do like the I like that movie, and I like oh, yeah. the uh, single-serving friends because yeah, yeah. you just do kind of have that in life, like mm-hmm. the guy you talked to at the airport or something, and yeah. it was like, hey, we really clicked here for an hour, but I'll never see you again, so yeah. have a nice life. Good luck. Take care. And you figure, wow, what a shame. We kind of connected. Um, there's a lot of great little bits in that. Like when we're watching it, the philosophy that's in it, like at one point where Brad Pitt's character talks about the things that we own own us, and I remember Heather going, wow, that really kind of resonates. And I said, oh, yeah, there's something. If you, if you stop to think about that too hard, you know, um, we're and like they said in the movie, we're a society of consumers or whatever. So there's a lot of neat beats in that, a lot of neat little bits of philosophy. And there's interesting stuff like at one point when Brad Pitt goes to pass by people like like in the movie, oh, but it's a movie, it's a airplane. But he goes, ah, oh, the question of the crotch or butt. It's like when you pass somebody, do you? past them from the front or from behind or whatever and you're going yeah you don't always have to think about that but depending on the gender be might be what you aim towards the person you're passing or something so anyway, it's just a lot of interesting beats in that a lot of neat it's it's a really a great film but it's it was R because there's so much graphic violence and some of the things that are said there was a woman that was head of the studio at that time and it absolutely disturbed her, the scene where the door opens and Brad Pitt's butt naked but wearing one big yellow rubber glove. It disturbed her terribly. And she wanted, I want that out of the movie or whatever. And I'm like going, of all the things in the movie, that rubber glove disturbed her. But when they showed it to a, a, a test audience, that got the biggest laugh. So she's, all right, keep it in. And there's one part where, uh, oh, what's her name is so great in that um, she plays Marla. You know, she was married to uh, Helena Bonham. Yeah, yeah, Bonham Carter or whatever. At one point in the movie, she goes, when they get done having sex and Brad Pitt's rolling over, she says, I haven't had sex like that since grade school. And so what's funny about that was that was the replacement line. I want to have your abortion. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that was the original line. And that lady studio head, again, was so upset by that. She said, take it out. And then we, we promise we'll take it out. Well, they put that line in in its place. And she was even more upset. But by then, it was kind of like too late or something. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I mean, there's it's there's some wild stuff in that. And But yeah, Marla's character, oh, what's her did a great job with it. But anyway, a lot of, I could go on. There's a lot of neat anecdotes about that movie. But anyway, I don't want it to be one of these hour and a half long ones. Uh, we watch Ironclad, and I've mentioned Ironclad on here one. before. I love Ironclad. It's hard to find it on streamers anymore, and good luck finding it in one of these bargain bins. But if you can find Ironclad, get it. I think, sadly, it only streams anymore right now currently on YouTube and on Google. Like, I guess Google has a streaming channel. I didn't really? even know that. But, yeah, I went to watch it, like, on Gary's Voodoo. No. Tried to look for it on Prime. No. Yeah, I think you I know. originally watched it on Prime. But it's 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 now only on those. It's 
drifted down to those or whatever. But that movie, even though it was one of these B movies that went straight to Redbox, they had great uh, uh, costuming, great scenes and sets. I mean, like they put some money into it. And the actors, James well, Purifor, Brian Cox, we've Paul already started Giamatti. his fan club. Oh, yeah. Uh, Charles Dance. There are some really phenomenal. It's the one time Charles Dance isn't a villain because he's played so many bad guys. If you know who Charles Dance is, and if you don't, educate yourself. But there's just, it's packed with great actors. And like Paul Giamatti, he devours like almost every scene he's in. He's a great actor. Um, but there's been a lot of great actors. Uh, I like it for the fact that there's a very realistic depiction of martial fighting in it. It's pretty gory. Like Heather had to cover her eyes a few times. I don't blame her. I mean, it's, it's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And my, so there's your warning. I mean, the violence in this is violent, but there's something to be said for, I want you, you know, it's like unflinching. Don't look away. This is what martial combat was like. It's brutal. It's visceral. And I, and that's, I appreciate that. You know, these were dark times. Anyway, uh, one more. We, I watched Prey. You'd recommended that. That was your best movie of the year. So Heather, I think, had listened to the podcast, and she queued it up. It's like, let's watch. I want, she'd already seen it, and she said, I think it's good. I'll watch it again. You know, me and Heather have a bunch of these yeah. recommendations so, in common here, I think. G- great movie. Great movie. You're it got welcome. me thinking about strong female characters, strong characters like Sarah Connor, Princess Leia, Helen Ripley from Aliens, Annie Lewis and RoboCop, hell, even Lelou in The Fifth Element. These ladies embody feminism and they're strong characters. They come from a time of well-written characters. So anyway, um, you know, you know, just very good. You know, I enjoyed it. All right. You, sir. I watched the Count of Monte Cristo again. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah. I think that one was like the early 2000s version. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty good movie, but I will say watching it in this time is the Count's son. Mm-hmm. is uh, what uh, Henry Cavill, the yeah. witcher. Oh, wow. And you're like, what? Wow. So he was the young, like 16 year old kid in that or whatever. Wow. And you're like, you can definitely see he already had that look. And you're like, you know, not much after that's when he'd start making movies here and there. And then mm-hmm. his career would kick off. So that was an interesting little factoid for that one. Yeah. All right. On to video games. Oh my. None for me, thanks. Just sit there and look at you. Mm-hmm. I've been playing the latest Pokemon. Oh, my. Scarlet and Violet. It's not so good. Aw. So that's my recommendation on that. I'm still working on finishing it because you know me. You're a completionist. You have to finish it, but yeah. It did have a few interesting things instead of just the typical, like, defeat all the gyms. There's some other side quests that you can do. That was pretty. That was an, a good addition, but mm-hmm. there's lots where... It, it's it's the typical thing, like, if they don't innovate, you're like, oh, boy, more of the same when it's good. Mm-hmm. But that's one of those, well, do we innovate and change it up? And maybe people are like, no, or do we keep it the same forever? Because you got to yeah. think those games have been coming out for 30 time. years or something now. They on the Game Boy at one time? Yeah, that's where they started out on the Game that's Boy. That's what I thought. So you're talking about, I remember having a Game Boy. Good Lord, when I was, what in my... What, around 12 or 13 or something? Was it younger than that? Older than that? I don't know. But I mean, it's been a hot minute. So it's been around for a long time. Yeah. But it was towards the end of the game. Well, not the end of the Game Boy life, but Game Boy Color came out about the same time. Ah, yeah. Because I'm still upgrading. Weren't those those color games in color? Yeah. Because I remember playing the crap out of some Tetris on the old Mm -hmm. Game Boy. Yeah. 
Uh, and for those that haven't heard, Elden Ring has some DLC coming. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. I've dipped into Fallout 76 a little bit to check out their latest updates. The but pit. That seems like it's group stuff again. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If everybody gets the itch again and we do some stuff, maybe, but otherwise yeah. I probably won't mess with it too much. Double R swears that he'd, he'd come back for some 76, but you know, yeah, I know. Talk's cheap. Doubt. Express doubt. No. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess now we roll into, we went to Humble, Texas this That's weekend. Right. We tried had to be. RPG Expo, which was mm-hmm. D&D free, D&D mm-hmm. brand D&D free anyway. Yeah, yeah. And had a lot of fun. Uh, David Donahue, his uh, game store, Etten Games, his newer location, because last time we went, his old location was fantastic, but a little cramped. Well, problem remedied. It's expansive. It's huge. He's got multiple game rooms, a nice card you know play area, and then the store itself is expansive. Numerous back tables for tabletop gaming. Two extremely clean, very spacious bathrooms. Um, it's just, it's really a neat store. Um, his uh, staff really super nice, friendly, knowledgeable. So yeah, no man, um, definitely had a lot of fun. He's a great host, and um, there were some folks that came all the way from Oklahoma to play down at the store. So I, it was a draw, but the tables were fun. We had a lot of fun with the games. So we were playing castles and crusades. crusades. Yep. Uh, I was playing that back in the day before we started playing the most recent edition of the world's oldest role-playing game. 5E. Yeah. And we've been having a lot of fun with it, but, you know, I won't go into it, but we jumped ship to 5th edition. But talking about coming full circle. You should go into it. Yeah. Thank you. But, um, but no, uh, coming back to Castles and Crusades, it's essentially, if you took 1st, 2nd edition D&D and you modernized it to enough degree that a more modern role-playing audience would be like, this is great. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of the best way for me to describe it. But Because uh, it's got ascending armor class. Um, it's got stats of saves, which they did that before 5th edition did. Um, but it's the, it's it's the game that everyone knows and loves pretty much. Yeah, very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Um, we played with uh, the Game Master on Saturday was uh, Martin O., Milton? Milton, that's what I said, Milton. Martin. Martin, I'm kidding. I just seen if he Martin. if he's listening. This time find if he's last listening. He's not, but if he is, I am teasing him. But yeah, well, Milton, no. And uh Josh ran uh Sunday and we had a lot of fun with those games. Yeah, Josh's was a lot better, I have to say. <laughs> you could tell the quality of GMing had increased on the second day. It was like, wow, is this critical role? <laughs> But I will say one thing I loved. He, it was uh, so we played a more traditional beat 'em up on Saturday. We against the Giants. Against the Giants. There's pictures giants. on Facebook. A crap ton of Giants. There's like a storm giant and a crap ton of hill Giants and a bunch of ogres. And it's like we're gonna die. And somehow we pulled out a win. We lost our wizard. But you know, eh. Um, it's like the old classic rule, don't move where the healers can't get to you. The, the help was coming, but he decided to levitate 20 feet in the air. <laughs> Just as the, the clerics are moving. We had two clerics in the party. It. Well, yeah. he was standing right next to yeah. at least yeah. one of the clerics. I know. So and like, then he what? levitated away from y'all. And then it's like, yeah, sorry you died, but you know, now your corpse is levitating up in the air. <laughs> and then they made sure to go like, that spell keeps going even when you're unconscious, right? Yeah. So you can't even like fall to the ground. It's like, 
Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Because the one clerk's like, I have raised dead, but it's like, uh, you got to get down here at floor level. And then um, I'm trying to think. Uh, and then, you know, the, the dwarf leapt away from the healers once again into the fray, being all badass. But now uh, the dwarf played split by. Split the party. Yeah. David was kicking ass. Yeah. We had a, a somewhat newish role player, I was led to believe, which. A lot of fun playing with Holly. She seems like a lot of fun, but she's newer to gaming, and she decided to split the party, and everyone kind of laughed. Yeah, and I don't think that they expected us to do what we did either. Yeah, but... Where it was like, let's just kick in the door and start fighting this room yeah. full of giants. Yeah, David was playing this kind of bloodthirsty dwarf who had this hate on for giants, and he was like, I can't be contained. And we're like, all right, then let's see how this goes, you know? Yeah, I thought we'd be dead and. Yeah. A couple of rounds because if you take four basically AD and D characters and put them against a room full of giants, yeah, good luck with that. So, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of luck, yeah, there really was. And, and not to brag, but yeah, yours truly and my boy over here, we're like your like expert dungeon consultants. I gotta say, I felt like we brought a, a level of play that was definitely you know. heretofore unseen yeah exactly but uh no it was what a team what a duo you did um, love that silent stone didn't you oh yeah exactly like, exactly this is exactly what did, i need in my did, life and did you like when the one giant started to scream i dropped it over the edge there <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work um but yeah we great time and then josh's game sunday one my favorite takeaway from that was at the end he let us know that oh by the way all those times when you didn't let someone die or just bloodthirstily kill somebody, the goddess at the end is like the goddess of bloodshed and wanton murder or whatever. She's like so, so the more people you let die during the adventure or kill, the tougher she the BB the big bad is at the end. And I laughed thinking, well, if we had been able to have time to play that, we probably would have smoked her because we didn't let hardly anyone die mm-hmm. you know so anyway. that one was a good one because it does not reward murder hoboism it yeah. punishes it yeah then that's that's the takeaway there is that just to spell it out is i like that it didn't reward that kind of mentality in play so um so yeah i'd love to unleash that on some people um yeah but and it was it, and it was a like a, a bit of a a murder mystery you're more of a, a thinking person's mm-hmm. adventure. It but was investigative. Yeah, investigative, yeah. And those are the ones that back in the day at a lot of those old Living Greyhawk games, they'd warn it to be like, this is an investigative mind. A bunch of people go, ugh, and groan like, I just want to roll dodge and kill monster, take that loot. And it's like, ugh, come on, guys. Can't we every now and again have one that's not just a, you know, kill Which the monster. probably worked out good with this one because the day before, it had just been going here and swing around your sword and go. And then the next one was, okay, now think, use some brain power. Yeah. I enjoyed both, but it's definitely for different reasons. It was complimentary. Yeah, yeah, which is brilliant of uh, Milton and Josh. If they'd both been straight-up brawls, it'd been, like, boring. And if they'd both been very... Investigative. Yeah, like, there's not a lot of combat, so... Yeah. It's funny, even Gary's blown my mind before, because Double R's been like, when are we going to kill something? And I'm like, wow, really? You'd figure he'd be more of a... A mental gamer, but even he's like, well, you got to give me at least, which they were smart. They started out with the potential combat, but yours truly playing the wizard. I kind of neutered the combat by, well, let me put him to sleep. Let's not murder him. Let's not kill him. Because we got, we were given the impression that something untoward is happening. You know, like this bloodthirst is not normal or something. Well, they don't, let's not kill him. Yeah. Anyway, 
And it turned out that would have been rewarded, that behavior. Uh, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was fun to play Castles and Crusades because I ran a game of that, not this Sunday, obviously, but the previous Sunday at Dragon's Nest. And uh, everyone seemed to have a lot of fun. I really enjoyed running it. It's fun to get back to that system. So it was, it was great to get to play. There were other games being ran there, like uh, Dungeon World. Dungeon World, which I was intrigued. I wanted to play that. I've heard about it. I've never played it, but we just didn't get the chance. One Ring. One Ring, yeah. Alien. Alien, yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't think there was any CNC. There was some DCC. That was after we left, I think, for yeah, the think, Sunday afternoon slot. Yeah, there like was the, yeah, there was like a funnel. If we were closer, but we, you know, as much fun as we were having, as great as everybody was, we 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 had fun with the Okies and David or whatever and and other folks. But we were ready to get home, you know. Well, um, that was very much the allergy trip for me, and yeah. then David ended up getting it too. So yeah, I spent pretty much the whole weekend blowing my nose and sneezing. Yeah, our our good buddy uh, John Watson made a point to come from the far side of Houston, which if you don't know, that's that's a he that was a big deal. You know that he drove that far to have some breakfast with us, and and, and then he paid sure. for the breakfast. Yeah, after well, that, that long guy, drive, that guy we were like, well, at least let us pay for it. Nope, he was in. You know when when with. Whenever those guns are flexing, it's like, all right, yeah, if you want to we pay. We were intimidated. <laughs> the enforcer there. Um, but no. He's uh, very close on Hell Train now. Yeah. So you should yeah. be able to get that adventure and, for Weird Frontiers soon. And it's going to be phenomenal. That's a great one. I think he might have first ran that at Long Con, I think. Yeah, and I think he might might be doing the Kickstarter during spring. Long Con Spring, he was going to announce it officially, so that might be your first chance to, well, not like keep this a secret, but it's like that's the one, Long Con Spring is going to be the one where it gets its official reveal or whatever. And and that's cool, so definitely get on that, Um, because John's a great guy and a brilliant author and quite the gamesman. Did you see what his publishing line is? What is that? Rugby Melee. I was like, that's a good one. I like that. It's very fitting for him. Yeah. But but back to what made me think about John was that, you know, God bless when we met him, he was like, along with his water and coffee, he's taken three and four allergy meds. So the allergies were kicking his butt, mm-hmm. kicking poor Eddie's butt. And even, you know, David, who was such a great host, I could tell that like the allergens had him kind of rum dumb most of the day, Saturday and Sunday. I think we were all kind of, we were having fun, but we were at half mass because we were just, the allergies were kicking all of our collective butts, but still, in spite of that, had a great time. And got to play Ravens with him and yeah. show that off to him. So yeah, and we played Azul. Yeah, so I think yeah. you can expect to see some copies of Ravens down there pretty soon if mm-hmm. you're in the Houston Humble area. Yeah, exactly. But you could tell we were playing that a lot slower because that's a game with reflexes come into play. Mm-hmm. And. Yep. Why don't you talk about song? You were man when when that blue raven came out, your ass was like a ninja yeah, with that me. shit. Can't touch it. Yeah, but even I don't mess around with rock and those guys when they play it. Well, I can't get yeah. on that yeah. ninja speed level or whatever. Yeah. We, Take the pebble from my hand, yeah. grasshopper. We're not we're not we're not young men anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what we laugh about. We've been trying out some new card games, and we were like, "Are we getting too old for this?" But nah, we're getting yeah. too old to read them. Yeah, it's God, too old to read cards. That print, I'm like, oh, good lord, and I got trifocals, and I'm looking through the bottom, going, what does that say? But it's one thing; it's hard enough to read with small print, but then when there's a damn hologram behind it, or whatever you call the, the or a foil or something, it's like, what the? Oh, good lord, it's it's blinding me while I'm trying to read it, you know. But anyway, but no, um, yeah, we've been playing some Dragon Ball Z. You know, believe it or not, that's super, fun. super. 
Dragon Ball Z. No, nope. Dragon Ball Super. Dragon this Ball card Super. Game. Dragon Ball Super. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then with the Zenkai. Anyway, yeah. So we've played that, and I think that's the lead so far. Yeah. Except for Matt's custom Pokemon deck, I may have converted him back. I might have brought him back to the light side. <laughs> I don't know if I call light side, but you know the dark side of the well, light side. Pokemon in the TCG thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the light side. Your but, cards are the dark side. But yeah, I, I had fun playing that the game the other night. We played with Pokemans. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And then um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. custom deck, mm-hmm. custom deck. And then uh, and we played some Flesh and Blood. And it's not bad. The little freebie decks we got from our good friends at uh, Dragon's Nest. We we quickly clicked on the idea. We were doing a few things wrong, and once we that was pointed out i could see where the game would be a good time but then we went and bought some random starter decks and these are definitely a thinking man's game or woman's you know you better yeah. and those are just the blitz decks instead of the uh, standard decks so that's yeah. supposedly the quicker easier version <laughs> which is woof but anyway. some of those cards you expect you're just going to pull down a little like to be continued flapper it's going to go out yeah. like the yeah. Uh, centerfold or something where but, it's like whoop. yeah but or, and it's just some of that stuff where it's it's that game is pretty wild but i one thing i do like about it is any given card can be an attack or it can be energy for a super no i'm flesh talking, and blood well you flesh and blood oh, yeah. if you think about you can it, pitch where, it into energy yeah you can pitch or it, it can be an attack or it, can be or it might be able to be a defense yeah or yeah or that too so like so yeah like if you've got the the way of the crane or whatever, it's an attack possibly for four or a defense for two, or it can be pitched for, you know, one, two, three energy. So the card can, yeah, I can say be an attack, a defense or an energy. I like that there's no dead cards in your hand. I like that aspect. Um, so in that, I could, but I could see where, again, that would make deck building incredibly convoluted because you have to balance like, well, this card's a great attack, but it's a poor defense and it has kind of a poor energy value. Well, I don't know. How many of those should I put in my deck? Or this has got great energy value, but meh, it's a really crappy attack. You know, I mean, you have to balance that um, in your deck. But so yeah. Next week, Dragon's Nest is having a flesh and blood Tuesday. event gathering oh, on it's Tuesday. Not this I think. Tuesday, but next Tuesday, yeah, yeah, 21st. 21st, flesh and blood. Check it out. You, you know? going? I'm think I put I was interested. I'm I'm genuinely right. thinking of going because we've talked about we want to endorse and encourage. Well, if you get in, I'm interested too. If you go, I'll go. Okay, that sort of thing. I'll let you put it on me. But uh, but okay, de- if I go, are you going? More than likely, no. <laughs> I can't pull that one on you. You're like I don't give a crap. Go. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. It depends on how the days went. But now what I'll say is I'm you, you and I both are going to have to brush up on our flesh and blood because no. we were taking 20 minutes with our turns. So Somebody can teach us flesh and blood on that I, Tuesday. That might be the thing then. Yeah, but the, yeah, I won't go into that. But yeah, but yeah, flesh and blood. It, it really looks like a honestly a quality card game. It's just it's it's very convoluted i guess is the word i would use got a lot of moving parts yeah that's definitely true so that's one of those things where i wouldn't doubt once we've been taught properly and that's i'm going to take a little jab there i remember back then when i first got into magic inside the the container where your deck was was a small booklet and i mean it was a booklet a pamphlet that explained how to play the game magic's somewhat of a complicated game you've never played it uh damned uh flesh and blood but all you know i will say that the little fold up inside the Dragon Ball Super, oh man, is, yeah, is pretty good. But even it, I'd I'd like to have had more of a little booklet. But it's still front and back and da 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 da. And they comparatively, give you, comparatively, if you get, yeah. like Flesh and Blood and a Pokemon deck and 
uh, Dragon Ball Super deck. Uh-huh. Dragon Ball Super is far beyond yeah, the other ones in what you get. Yeah, one side is like the, the the play area that shows you the layout, which is really great. The other side explains a lot of the terms, and then the other one gives you kind of a round of play and some of that terminology. So no, I will say out of the three, bravo, you know. But still, I miss the old little booklet would it would be nice because i still even with the dragon ball super we've enjoyed it but i still feel like we're doing some things wrong you know what i mean and but, by the way that set that uh pve hooked you up with that uh-huh. play mat yeah that's out of one of the special like anniversary collections oh, so wow. you can't just buy that by itself and i went up there the other day and i was like where's mine mm-hmm. and they're like well we got this mat and i was like no i want the one that's got the guide mat and they're like yeah. sorry Tough shit, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. So all my online searching was very hard to find. So. Wow. Wow. Well, then I've, I'm, I was already honored and appreciative. Now I'm super honored and appreciative. And speaking of PVE and yeah. TCGs while we're in there. Yeah. Um, the next big series of Pokemons are coming out and I'm oh. doing an event over there this weekend. I'm doing a pre-release event, oh. kind of like for, they do for Magic, where well, it's cool. like, it's not out yet, but here's the stuff right. you can get in advance. And well, come check that out, folks. Yeah. And like I said, the folks at PVE have been super, super nice. Really mm-hmm. just nice people. When I was in the other day talking with them, and that's when we found out they're now going to be open Monday, like seven days a week from, what is it, 12 to 10 or something? or Two, I think. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, and, and their hours vary, but definitely now they're going to be open seven days a week, which is great. But uh, what is it, Edgar in there? Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. When I was, he's like, hey, man, if you want me to show you how to play this game or that game, I'd love to show you. So super nice guys offer to show us how to play these games. That's very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice guys. And giving Matt free mats. I know, I know. I was just, I wanted to buy one, and they're like, yeah, let's give him that one. And I was like, oh, that's awfully nice. I had no idea just how nice that was. Very now, you, nice. now you can appreciate it that much more. I do, I do. But anyway, well, um, anything else to talk about? We got no barbecue talk, unfortunately. I know, I know. We could have hamburger talk because that was a weekend <laughs> of allergies and hamburgers. Hamburgered up. Um, but, you know, I love the butcher shop, you know. Go to the uh, Cleveland, Texas, Texas. Burger King, King for the best Burger King. They they flame broil theirs extra. Mwah, you yeah, know? we went there. If you remember the podcast from going down to our last MagCon trip, I think. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we made a note to say that we went to that one middle of nowhere, really Burger King, uh-huh. and it was just like surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah and it was again. Yeah. It was like this is the Burger King that like seasons their fries and stuff, and it's like yeah. what fries are crispy, you know, whatever. Don't get the melts. Don't get a melt there. But you can get the Whopper. Oh, yeah. Definitely get the Whopper. No onion, no tomato, please. Exactly. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I was curious. I wanted to ask about MagCon today, but I didn't know if it might be a sore subject or something, so I didn't ask. But I'm curious if there may ever be another MagCon. I think Milton was talking about it with him. Okay. And I had overheard a little bit. But I think that's still the dream is to bring it back at some point, but it may not be affiliated with the school system at all anymore. Who knows? What a shame. But yeah, because it benefited the school. It was their one think, and only. I think I remember Dave saying something like he might be getting close to retirement too. Oh. That it's now within sight. So who knows after he retires, mm-hmm. he might be able to put more efforts towards that too. Absolutely. So who yeah. knows? It'd be nice to see MagCon make a return. Yeah, because it seemed like how many years had, had it been running until they terminated it? Like 10 years? Sounds about right. Wow, a decade, you know. Um, so there's that. Yeah, I had a great time. 
appreciate David for inviting us down, and he was, as always, just a very gracious host. Yep, and the Oklahoma's yeah. crew was really cool, yeah, and yeah. it's always good to see John Watson. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's going to be plenty of horde crawl for your money at the little spring fling, too. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, there's, there's going to be quite a few games Saturday, and we're already seeing some games for Sunday. But the horde crawl is moving forward. He's going to get to work on that more after this hell train finally comes out. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I think you'll see big leaps and bounds he's got a lot of irons in the fire because he yep. just got a big leg up at work and now his region that he's over is rather large you know and and then he's doing this stuff so and he's working with um ulysses spiel and torg and all that and he's a powerful and attractive man there you go extremely but anyway all right last chance before we shut this thing down Shut it down. All right. We just wanted to get in here and get a quickie in for yeah, you. Yeah, because we've missed you guys, you know. And for those three of you that, that have been waiting for this, here it is. And the two of you that are waiting for the Twitch show, we'll try and get on that. Exactly. Precisely. All right. Well, with that, I can tell by the clock on the wall, we're all out of hit points. Ugh.